This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Adi Oladipo here. Thank you so much for downloading Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're here every single Tuesday live on TalkSport to myself and the great Gareth A. Davis. If you can't join us live, remember to subscribe to the Fight Night podcast channel. So much other great content there as well, such as Fight Night, Fight of My Life, and even the Mike Tyson story, The Boy from Brownsville. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. If you love your boxing and your MMA, then this is the show for you. Fight Night Extra with myself, Adi Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis, where we discuss all the latest from the world of combat sports. Today, we're going to be reflecting on a chaotic week for the sport after a much-anticipated fight between Chris Eubank Jr. and Conor Ben was postponed at the 11th hour following a failed drug test from Conor Ben. We're going to discuss how the whole incident was dealt with and how it will impact everyone involved moving forward. The role of Conor Ben's doctor, who is shot to prominence, and what the ramifications could be for Conor Ben, with some reports saying he could face a ban of up to four years if he's found guilty of taking a performance-enhancing drug. Uh, Tyson Fury will return to the ring on December the 3rd, but will it not be? Sorry, the fight will not be against Anthony Joshua. The Gypsy King is expected to announce he'll be fighting Derek Chisora for a third time after beating him twice already. We'll be discussing just how much people want that fight to happen. Not much at all, to be honest with you. Plus, we'll look ahead to the huge fight this weekend between Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall, which is finally set to go ahead after being postponed twice. Huge show coming up. It's Final Extra on TalkSport 2. found out about this because they signed up for voluntary anti-doping something that they didn't need to do we also find out about it because of a journalist breaking a story if the journalist doesn't break the story are we at the o2 tonight having a fight they're the questions that need to be answered by the people involved with making this fight if he is innocent why have we not heard anything since then since that day he made the statement saying i'm gonna prove my innocence what i'm saying is if you're innocent you're innocent, aren't you? What What is taking the time over? This is no problem. Any time, any place, anywhere. Don't worry about it. Listen, you got $2 million. No, no, listen. And you, you refuse to send me anything. Yeah, but if the fight happens, you'll win. I'll win. I'll knock you back and sign this right. I like Derek Chisora. But what is this about? Why are we talking? What in God's name are we talking about? Tyson Fury doesn't want to fight again. He's now going to fight. I mean, I saw his ridiculous. I like Tyson. I think he's an absolute superstar. But this is rubbish. What, what, why? 
tell you how di- I'm still now, still now, I'm disappointed about what happened uh, last week. Not just from um, a boxing fans' perspective, as someone that wanted to see uh, Chris Eubank Jr. versus Conor Ben, but everything that's now unfolded after. Um, I know Gareth A. Davis was put in difficult positions as someone that covers the sport, as someone that knows both boxers personally as well. Um, when you look back, Gareth, I mean, look, you've been in this sport for so many years. You've covered some of the highs and the lows. Um, how low is this for you? Again, considering what you've seen in the sport for the last sort of 25, 30 years, just where does this rank on the low scale for you? Right down there. Wow. If you want to put it in that kind of way, right down there, right um, amongst the very worst weeks in British boxing, because mm. we sat here a week ago about to do the show, absolutely thrilled with what was about to happen in the next three or four days um, ahead of us. Um, you know, uh, it was a massive event for DAZN. You work with DAZN. You know, you'd had a very prominent role in it. I was thrilled and excited to be in the arena. Um, history in the making. And I'm not joking. I'm absolutely and utterly exhausted yeah. a week on. Um, there is something fatiguing about this story because of the secrecy and murkiness around what went on between September the 23rd and October the 4th, that everybody knew after the VADA test, mm. um, that Conor Ben had tested positive, that they were all unilaterally informed, the promoters, the boxers, the board, um, that nothing seemingly happened that we can tell so far between that 14-day vacuum, yeah. when frankly, a hearing should have either taken place um, or the event should have been called off, or, or there should have been some kind of clarification around it. It's not just Ben, a Connor Ben story about clearing his name or not clearing his name now, Addy. It's a big story about boxing, yeah, about agreed. why a promoter is taking the boxing border control to court over a situation, why a boxer is prepared to fight another boxer when he's cutting weight and he's mm. on the other boxer's taken or at least shown an adverse substance in his body it's questioned the whole ethics and morals of boxing a money grab um wealth over health basically as spencer oliver put it to me um eddie hearn doesn't look great over this at the moment i know he'll mount a defense and that he'll say look, it's well, got to be a good one it's got to yeah, be a good one it's got, well it's all got to be good because mm. it just it questions why we do drug testing it's that's why it's a bigger story why do we do drug testing if we don't follow it how poor is the drugs testing system in the background in boxing why don't the board have more power why is a promoter able to take a board to court um why can't unilaterally the broadcasters the promoters and the board say right we can't do this someone's tested positive we need to do something about it what went on in that 14-day vacuum is going to be very very important there have been all kinds of things i remember when amir khan lost to lamont peterson and there was the man in the hat and yeah. fiddling scores at ringside and tyson fury and boar meat and that whole case with tyson fury these things really need to be transparent is the is the testing system good enough at UCAD? And and the sad thing is with all this, we lost that event. We may never get that event. Um, and yet this weekend we've got a massive women's event. Our last Friday night, I worked on. We'll hear hear from the promoter Susanna Schofield on an amazing women's event that was on BBC iPlayer, first live professional boxing on the BBC iPlayer, which was brilliant as a show. Um, 
you know, and we've got Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall, as you mentioned this weekend, and Baumgartner and and Maya, um, Michaela Maya, uh, rescind, um, uh, postponed from five weeks ago in the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. We've got Deontay Wilder fighting in uh, in New York, um, really pushing his case at the moment, saying him and Joshua is the biggest fight out there. We've got the, the sequel to Devon Haney and George Cambosos in Australia. And I say all this, and Eddie Hearn's got um, uh, a smaller DAZN card in Australia in Brisbane this weekend as well. And I say all that because we can't really talk about, or I haven't really been able to generate much interest in my outlets in the actual boxing that's going on because everybody wants to know about this bigger news story that's kind of like a large, dark, mortgage no, no, and, and rightly so, Gareth. I, I do think, and look, you're right, and we're going we're gonna to try and sort of touch on all the events that we have coming up in the next sort of three days, as you mentioned, three, four days, because there are some big ones in there as well. But I think rightly so, all eyes should still be on this um this farce if i'm if i'm honest with you i've always said that i thought boxing and, and again look it's still quite new to me from working in the industry obviously watching it as a fan yes many years but working in it i've always said it's the wild wild west anyone yeah. seems to be able to do whatever they want with you know as long as they have deep pockets and i think for what and i was put in a weird position last week just because you know i work for the broadcaster i work for the yeah. promoter I'm I'm a fan of Ben, fan of Eubank. Ben's come to my studio. I know him personally. So I was in a weird position. And I was like, yeah. I don't really want to work on this event. And, you know, I, I remember reaching out to, to someone saying, like, I don't really want to work on this event because it's murky. And I don't like it. Would it would have been very odd, Eddie. Yeah. Uh, that's what was worrying me through. If we go over the sequence, when it was Wednesday and the board announced it, they'd made their decision on Tuesday night, by the way. And they announced it on the Wednesday that the event was to be prohibited. Um, and then I couldn't believe that um, it was on the Wednesday, wasn't it? Yeah. Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, I couldn't believe the workouts had still gone ahead. I, oh, my God. I, 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 I was like, what's happening? Here? And yeah, I was and I, even upset with DAZN. I, I remember saying, look, again, I put myself in a weird position, but I was like, someone from DAZN, not not Eddie, not Cali South, DAZN, the broadcasters, need to release a statement. Like they need to say something, um, because Sky would. If it was Sky, it was beat. They would. I mean, you got to cover your own backs. And I was like, how are they still working out? How are these athletes? I mean, Connor, ben, Connor Ben going to Chris Lloyd and Darren Barker and explained himself, which I thought was good at the time, but in hindsight, looks really bad. Like, how well, is this still happening? I cringed through that. I mm. thought the young man Ben did a, you know, went and fronted up. I wouldn't have put him out there. I know he he, he demanded he he go there. They, there was a big thing made about. They had a phone call together and that's been cleared up by Eddie. The phone call was weeks before that when they found out about it and they say they won't be, they worked it all out behind the scenes, which is not right um, anyway, to go ahead and say, we're going to, you know, we've, we've looked at the medics, medical evidence of it. If there was a defence that Chris Eubank Jr. has accepted, why don't we all know it already? Mm. Yeah. But why don't we all know it that? It shouldn't already? even so, Chris shouldn't even be allowed to make a no. Like, this exactly. Should, this should, should, no, he should not. Not even in his, not even in his hands. British Boxing Board of Control fights off. That's yeah. it. Not not yeah. you, Chris. Not Cali. Not Eddie. Not the promoters. Not the broadcasters. The British Boxing Board of Control should have the final say. And um, as you say, for Eddie to, to to take them to court, or, or that's at least what we're alleged to have 
heard happened is is a bit of a disgrace. Look, we're going to touch more on that um, okay. throughout the, the the next sort of forty five minutes or so. Um, I do want to get your thoughts on Fury Chisora free. Um, it's weird because a trilogy happens. It normally happens when the first two fights are either competitive or people are screaming for a third. I mean, like, I, like, I'm all for Chisora getting your money. You know what? Go and get your money, Chisora. If they're willing to give it to you, get a world title crack. But what on earth is going on? I mean, you can't go from Usyk AJ to Chisora. There are a number of fighters in between that little gap. And I, I don't understand it. What's your honest take on it? Your honest thoughts? Well, it's a, it's a staying warm fight. Um, it's one that Fury should not be taking lightly either because Derek has a habit of upsetting things. He's the, he's the grand agitator, the, the money weight fighter, as he calls himself. They're just keeping him warm, um, keeping Tyson Fury warm in theory so that he can face Alexander Usyk um, in the Middle East late February, early March. We've spoken to Agus Klimas about that. That's the plan. Um, Fury's got to take Chisora seriously in my view I hope he does because um, Derek still has a bit of danger that he carries should, should um, that be I, allowed though Gareth yeah if, he's already been he's, if, if it was if it was AJ fighting a Chisora type he would get absolutely lambasted he would get destroyed well he fought Pulev and you know Chisora beat Pulev mm. so or did he um, <laughs> um, but, but it was a close fight it was a very um, close fight it was a really good fight as well, actually. Um, but look, if you follow the follow the timeline there. Yeah, yeah. If, if Chisora hadn't beaten Pulev, he wouldn't be getting this shot right now. Let's be clear about that. Um, and that's the fight that rescued Derek. Um, Derek's still a, a decent lump as a heavyweight. Um, Fury mustn't underestimate him. Um, it's better than Mamu Chan. It's not oh, as mate. good as Andy Ruiz, in my view. Yeah, somewhere, uh, somewhere in the middle between both. In of the them. middle, like, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, it's it, again, it's just the way that the 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 cat's been thrown in the air, and it's how it's landing at the moment. It's not, you know, we're we're not doing ourselves any favors in boxing. But um, I'm, are, I'm sorry, I was going to say we're not. But we are this weekend. Let's quickly move on to what's yeah, coming up this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, female yeah. card headlined by two fantastic fights. Um, Michaela Meyer, Alicia Baumgardner is one. And then the main event, or as someone at Top Rank told me, there are two mains. It's not a main and a co-main, it's two mains. Uh, and then obviously you get Clarissa Shaw, Savannah Marshall. I remember I, like everyone, or at least me anyway, was upset when it got postponed sort of four, four and a half weeks ago. Now, though... I mean, I can't wait for it. I really, honestly, it's been it, it's it's been a while since I've been this excited for something, and this is going to be. I think those two co-mains, main, whatever, fantastic. Absolutely. Um, look, um, the the Riverside Plaza Hotel seems to be a bit of a jinx hotel at the moment because that's the one that was used for Conor Ben and Chris mm. Eubank Jr. And we were there five weeks ago on Thursday. Um, this Thursday for this women's event really looking forward to it i know that you're not working on the broadcast um but I, i'm really looking forward to this it's a 10-year rivalry and then a postponement between Clarissa shields and savannah marshall phenomenal um two phenomenal female fighters it's a real pick em. i've gone for shields by split points decision very close decision oh, i may fight. be right i may be wrong yeah, Eddie, yeah, yeah really looking forward to it and i think michaela meyer i know we'll get into the bones of this a bit later on but i see michaela meyer 
um, having the skills to to outbox Alicia Baumgartner unless she gets caught by those big shots of the bomber Baumgartner, really. Yeah, we'll see. All right, look, you're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Still to come, we are going to get stuck into uh, Tyson Fury versus Derek Trezora. We're going to preview Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall. You just heard Gareth talk about it there. Uh, but up next, we are going to talk more about Conor Ben's failed drug test and ask where do we go from here? Good afternoon, everyone. Sorry for the delay. I was um, very tempted to slip out the back door for a beer, but wanted to come and see uh, you guys, and thanks for waiting around. Been a very difficult day, 24 hours, 48 hours. Uh, we were looking forward to an event that has really captured the imagination of the British public, a fight that had so much history, myself and, and Calla and Wasserman Boxing, so excited for. But Chris Eubank Jr. against Conor Ben has been officially postponed. And whilst we were desperate for this fight to take place, for the fans, for the undercard fighters, we also made a decision that we felt we had to at this time, especially considering the interest of the sport and the British public. Welcome back to Final Extra. Myself, Andy Oladipo, the great Gareth Faye Davis, uh, the voice there of Eddie Hearn, um, who spoke to the press um, after it was announced that the fight between Chris Eubank Jr. and Conor Ben had been postponed. Just prior to Eddie doing that, I actually spoke to Eddie. I was asked to go and speak to Eddie and to Callie. Uh, I'll say spoke. Um, I was told what to say, and they told me these are the questions, and that's it. I couldn't say anything more, which is an unfortunate position I was put in, but that's just how it is in boxing at the moment. Um, we, we are hearing, um, I, I thought, Michael Benson's tweet when he said that Conor Ben is likely to have failed another um, VADA test earlier in the year for the same drug as well um so look this is starting to build up and build up and again i guess for me for your sort of standpoint as a journalist gareth you must have to work out what to do with all this information and how to kind of make it into a story again i asked you at the top have you seen anything like this do we expect this to get sort of worse or is it going to get any better for connor ben because like, I, I i love connor when i think of the next superstars of british boxing all i think about is connor ben is it going to get worse for him is there any chance he can clear his name yeah, of course there is. He, he hasn't had a hearing yet. Eddie Hearn is right about that. The, the young man hasn't had a chance to put his side of the story. He's entitled to do that. There's also the B sample that, that could be examined as well. It, obviously, as for people listening, when the sample is taken, it's split into two halves, and one is the A sample, one is the B sample. If it is contaminated in the lab, they've got the right to do so. Let me just clarify what you just said, by the way. We don't know... It is possible, it was reported in one of the national newspapers today and in the Telegraph, um, that there is, um, and it was it was from a source in boxing not mm. named, and also Frank Warren was named in the article as saying that there, there, there had been talk of another test mm. that may have been positive. It wasn't clarified whether it was VADA, UCAD, WBC CARES, uh, WBC testing. Yeah. Um, so that's not clear yet, by the way. Um, uh, we don't know whether that is the case yet. It hasn't been, no one's come forward and say that's a definite case. Well, I'm sure we'll hear about it in due course. Yes, you have to forensically examine. People can say what they want on the internet, on Twitter and speculate and all those things, but you don't do that in the papers, even though I heard the fight was happening, if you remember, a month before it was signed and I put it out and we talked about it and I got a lot of flack for it. Yeah. Um, the fight didn't happen in the end, so I was wrong. Um, um, but I, I think 
there's a lot that's going to come out. Yes, he could be banned for up to four years. Um, but we'll see what his case is, first of all. And I think that's very important. And Eddie Hearn from Australia was on the phone um, with your colleagues on the DAZN boxing show, Akin Barak, yeah. last night, saying we still do believe that he will prove his innocence. I, I am prepared to wait to see what that evidence is. I haven't spoken to Connor Ben or Tony Sims myself, who again, I know very well. I've known Tony a very long time. I'm leaving them have a little bit of space. I will speak to them uh, in the coming days. I will certainly speak to them by the end of the week and just find out, not necessarily even for publication, where they stand on things. Um, I've even reached out to Dr. Usman Sajad um, and made contact with him um, and I've heard back from his lawyer. He's not going to do any interviews at the moment. He took mm. his website down because of vile and atrocious abuse he was getting. He said some very stupid things, in my view, which aren't substantiated um, on the Hot Tennis, I think it was, podcast. Yeah, it was. Historical interview, that is, by the way, I think. Where it's he it's said, historical, but it's awful as well. Yeah, well, it, it's but, awful. But, but, but here's my take. You have to be very careful. It's one thing saying, I hear a fight's been signed. Mm. It's another thing, and, and we may be wrong, we may be right, and we've all got lots of sources in the sport. You know, as you say, I've been working in it a long time. I know a lot of people in the sport from all, from right from, you know, from the legal side to the promotional side to, to matchmakers and all sorts of people, the board and so on. I mean, I not many people are speaking to the board. I've spoken to the board off the record as well. Um, and they haven't really made statements yet. It's, it is key what happened between the 23rd and the 6th of October, or the 4th of October, sorry, um, b between all parties who knew about it, the promoters, the fighters, the board, the commission. Um, I'm going around in circles here, and I forgot my train of thought, but I think it's key that the guy, the young man, Bet Conoben, is given an opportunity to present his case. Um, and I agree with Eddie. No, yeah, no, I, I agree as well. Look, I mean, look, we always seem to, you know, charge people before any sort of facts are put in front of us. But hasn't the damage already been done? I mean, even well, if no, 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 he has tested positive for something. Yeah, and um, so that was whether the, the the test is contaminated or whether it, intrinsically there was a mistake made by mm -hmm. him or his team to take the wrong thing, or he took. We'll hear what it is. We'll yeah. hear what his defense is. Mm -hmm. Um or the B sample comes back negative and it was contaminated in the lab. If so, you, you may have um, Eddie Hearn, Matchroom, DAZN ending up suing the board. Yeah, look, there's going to be there's going to be so many ramifications. I'm just talking from a, a PR standpoint for Conor Ben. Um, you know, I look at fighters that have tested positive and you know somehow cleared their name after, even Canelo. I mean, people still say things like Clenello and you know, even the other fighters as well. Dillian White and the B sample, people still assume he cheated. So well, that's I a good thought... case in point, Dillian mm. White. That's mm. because, you know, you say other broadcasts wouldn't have do it, done it. Sky stood by and let that event go ahead. And yeah, I think true. Dillian White had a hearing with Eddie Hearn with the board on Saturday of the fight, didn't he, with Rebus? Mm. Yep. So, so that's perhaps historically what Hearn was trying to do with the Ben Eubank case. Um, that's maybe what was in his mind, that he might be able to, to, to get to that point. Um, also, let's throw in Chris Eubank Sr.'s comments at this point, you know, um, saying that he doesn't believe young Ben cheated. Um, that, yeah. and, but he didn't want his son to go into the fights. So many contradictions and so many 
um, so many layers of, of, of murkiness, really, around it all. Ultimately, uh, though, I mean, if they... And look, VADA is not free. It's expensive. Yes, it's a voluntary organisation, but you pay for it. And you pay for it to find sort of things like this, right? If they yeah. have found a performance-enhancing drug, whether or not it's got into a system intentionally or not, surely that's that. As soon as you get that information... That goes to the British Boxing Board of Control. Surely that's it. Pause. That's it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And that's what should have happened. That should have been it. Or in that 14 days, they should have done the hearing, done the B sample and said, right, we've got a little bit of time. Let's get the B sample through. <coughs> Excuse me. And let's get the hearing. And if he's clean, he's clean. If it's a mistake, if it's a mistake, if it's not, the fight's off. End of. Mm. Eddie did say, and I think this is the interview you did with Coogan Cassius a couple of days ago, that it wasn't because the story was leaked that the fight was called off. And I, I don't know if I believe him on that one. He said, look, no, the British Boxing Board of Control were already going to put a stop to it. And they it were the night before. They yeah. were, they'd were they already decided on the Tuesday night going into the Wednesday. The board meeting was on the Tuesday night because I have heard that. The board meeting was on the Tuesday night to stop the fight. So it would have been announced on the Wednesday anyway. Okay, so, that, so, so it isn't a case of the article being leaked that stopped it? No. Okay, that's No, good. but someone leaked it in order for it to get... Uh, to help the case there's no doubt about that but the board decided on the tuesday night when was the announcement made on the wednesday on the wednesday wednesday or yeah thursday? they decided the night before the fight was off and they were mm. prohibiting it okay um what next for sort of eubank i mean look again this was and i had to read read out a statement saying this fight's been postponed as to being cancelled uh what next for the possibility even if this does come back and it's all okay and look, it was he was innocent Surely now Eubank isn't going to go, agree to go down to 157 again. He's not going to agree to the rehydration clause again. I thought he looked awful when I saw a photo of him having to sort of get down to that weight. Surely this is it then. The fight's off. It's not going to happen again. I don't see it happening. Um, he did look terribly emaciated, oh, didn't he? Oh, man. Um, awful. Um, you know, I applaud him for doing it. But unfortunately, he might have not done himself a favour by doing so, in, in doing so. Um, Remember when Tony horribly... Ferguson did that? And never yeah, been the same. And yeah. he was never the same. Never again. the same. Yeah. 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 Mm. Absolutely. He, finally, on this, Gareth, maybe you can correct me on this. He weighed in on the Saturday, 150, I think, 9.3 or something, maybe just mm. shy of 160. Obviously, he was going to weigh in at 157. Are you telling me that he was under a strict three pounds rehydration clause from the weigh in uh, to the morning of Saturday? No, I, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. I oh, think that is that's right. Brutal. It is, but I think he was allowed then to, to put on another yeah, six. Yeah, you know. But still, I mean yeah. that. I mean, look, I, I understand sometimes how rehydration clause make these big fights, but they need to be looked at as well. That that because that should, there is crazy. Yeah. When you're when you're a very muscled, tensile physique that um the Chris Eubank Jr. has and you are boiling down to the same weight you were when you were 18 when you were a 32 year old man who, mm. who who has been physically very powerful all the way through his 20s it doesn't do his body any good um and you know not nor does it do um, you know these are other kind of things that have been discussed doesn't do your body any good to have adverse samples mm. in your body either not good for your liver and things like that so you know, it's a, it's, it's a wholly unsatisfactory situation. What I don't want here to be involved in, and I don't feel like I'm, like I said, I'm, I, I'm, I, I've always been a huge admirer of Conor Ben and what he's achieved and his father yeah. and, and Eubank Senior and Junior. 
And, you know, I have my rows with Eddie Hearn and disagreements with Eddie Hearn over stuff. I just, I would love to hear him kind of say at some point retrospectively, you know, look, within, when I look back on this, it right was wrong. the wrong thing to yeah. do to try and push on with the fight. Uh, that, that's you know? all I want him to do. I mean, at all costs. He, he, you and know, he's no got that point. bravado about him. I just want him to, yeah. you know, we got it wrong. That's okay. We, we, we're human. To, to, we got it wrong. To, to, to admit failure, I think, in, in a sense. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a wholly unsatisfactory. Yeah, unsatisfactory and it's done, it's done the sport a lot of damage as well. Just because of the magnitude of the fight, a lot of eyeballs on it, and then this happened, it's not been good for sport at yeah. all. Yeah. All right, you listen. Sorry, go on, Gareth. Well, I say people, what all it does is gives... Like you said at the top of the show, it gives the opportunity for those who are either abolitionists of the sports or those who advocate against boxing that it's lawless and morally corrupt and yeah. ethically corrupt. And that's the problem with this. And I think there is a bit of a witch hunt going on at the moment and against a sport that I absolutely adore. Yeah, you know, against, against people and, and, and an environment and an industry that I adore, that I've been around for a very long time. And unfortunately, know. those people that are saying it's lawless uh, are probably uh, being proved correct in the last couple of weeks. All right, you're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Still to come, we are going to look at Shields uh, Marshall this weekend and a huge night overall for women's boxing. But up next, Tyson Fury looks set to fight Derek Chisora for a third time. We'll discuss that. And if there's any appetite whatsoever to see the pair fight for a third time. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. We are obligated to provide Tyson with fights. He's got an opportunity to have a voluntary defence of his title. This position's only come about because Usyk is unavailable in December. You've got to remember, the intent was always to go straight to the undisputed. If the fight happens, you'll win. I win. I'll knock him out inside two rounds. I like Derek Chisora, but what is this about? Why are we talking? What in God's name are we talking about? Tyson Fury doesn't want to fight again. He's now going to fight. I mean, I saw his ridiculous. I like Tyson. I think he's an absolute superstar. But this is rubbish. What, what, why? 
Welcome back to Fight Night Extra. Myself, Adi Oladupo, the great Gareth A. Davis. All right, let's, um, let's switch gears now. Let's talk about Tyson Fury versus Derek Chisora. Now, Tyson Fury, we know, wants to fight, will fight December the 3rd. And look, to be fair to Tyson Fury, he will probably say, you know, well, I tried to get Alexander Usyk. He said next year. I've tried AJ and that's not happened. What am I supposed to do? I've tried to get the number one and number two heavyweights in the ring with me and I can't do it. Um, so he's gone down to number 30. <laughs> well, that's too harsh on Chisora. He's not number 30. But he's gone down to Derek Chisora. Uh, they'll fight for the third time. And you know what? Funny, Gareth, I do remember... And again, my memory can be a bit fuzzy sometimes, but I do remember Tyson Fury sitting with Bob Arum, I think after the third Wilder fight. And he did say, I'm going to fight Dillian White, I'm going to fight Derek Chisora, I'm going to fight AJ. So he's only doing what he told us he was actually really going to do. He told me two months ago he was going to fight Derek Chisora. I was on stage with him in Bristol, mm. in, in Filton, I think it was in Bristol. I was doing a Fury homecoming tour, <clears throat> excuse me, as, as his interviewer on stage. And he yeah. said... Uh, I'm going to fight Derek Chisora, he said in the green room when we were together. He said, I'm going to fight him and I'm going to fight the mountain before the the, the year's out. And that the, the Chisora thing kind of fizzled in our conversation. He, mm. he had a chat that night on the phone to the mountain um, in the group from the green room. And I think I wrote the story. I, I, I do think, um, I want to say my interview, it was kind of my interview for, for Talk Sport uh, on the ring apron. With it was Tyson. certainly your interview. Yeah, that helped. I mean, that did 5 million views on Talk Sport. I, I said on my YouTube channel, I said, they've already started the sell for it. I said, Gareth yeah. interviewed him and Chisora butted in and they yeah. went nose to nose. Fury got, you know, John Fury tried to kick him away. I said, that started it right there. There's what they're going to show. That, your yeah. interview. And, and, and Derek was challenging about the contract that night, yep. wasn't he? And yep. Tyson said, I'll fight you and Mamu Char in the same <laughs> night or whatever he yeah. was saying. And, yeah. and you and Joshua. No, it, de it definitely helped. When when promoters see that kind of interest when a, when a thing like that goes viral, and Derek's a formidable character, he's brilliant at promoting fights, as is Tyson. The big question around this now, obviously, as I said at the top of the show, it's a keeping warm fight for Tyson Fury. They don't want him to lose to Chisora. But you look at what Chisora's done. He beat Pulev, who went, what did he go, nine rounds with Joshua. Mm -hmm. He gave Usyk a tough night. Arguably for six rounds tougher than Anthony Joshua gave uh, Usyk, certainly in the first fight, and maybe even the second fight. So he's still a formidable heavyweight. Um, but, you know, the WBC champion should be fighting, uh, you know, for the undisputed title next. It yeah. should have been Usyk. Yeah. They wanted it to be Usyk on December the 17th. Mm. Whether that fight, Addy... Um, between Tyson Fury and Chisora's at Cardiff at the Principality Stadium, I'm not sure. It can't do I that, can it? They it might can't. go for a 20,000 stadium. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I, I was thinking about this. Obviously, look, last time round, he could have sold 200,000 tickets, it seems, for Dillian White. This won't do that. This doesn't have that same interest. But to be fair to Tyson, if you do that, the process of elimination, there aren't that many heavyweights out there that he can fight that make that much sense at the, at the moment. Obviously, Wilder's fighting this weekend, so that's that's you can't, you can't do that. Obviously, beat up Dylan White. It's not AJ. It's not Usyk. It's not going to be Joe Joyce. You know, and then you start to, who else can it be? So there aren't that many. It sounds strange, but there aren't that many that make sense, that can sell the fight, and that's important as well, that he can fight. This is why I was, I was wondering whether or not he would say, you know what, nope, we're going to re relax and come back next year, but he's desperate to fight. Good, good on him. You know, he's not sitting on his backside, but there aren't that many out there. 
Are you getting the list well, up? Go on. I am. Go I'm on. just looking at the list, right? Andy Ruiz would have been the one for me. Number when, two. when did Ruiz fight, though? Was it about a month ago? When did he When did he have that fight with Luis Ortiz? Is, is, that's not enough time for Ruiz, is it? I mean, Ruiz uh, is not in shape at the best of times. <laughs> it's well, it, it, still, it still would have been a good fight. That's mm. all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at the, the, the Luis Ortiz fight was September the 4th. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, three months, um, maybe, maybe. yeah. yeah. And, and you know he went twelve rounds with him, but he, you you know it could have been Martin Bacoli. That's the one for me. Um, it could have been he's number nine in the WBC ranks. Could have been Frank Sanchez, number three. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they looked at this. Obviously, Hellenius is fighting Wilder. That's an eliminator for the title. Mm. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about that right now yet, but might as well. We're talking is, heavyweights. We can jump on that. Well, now. well, the good thing is Wilder. I'm bl- I'm glad Wilde's back in the picture. I've really enjoyed what he said this week, which as well, and I agree with him, that he against Anthony Joshua is one of the biggest fights out there in the world. Don't steal it's my phrase. Out. Don't steal my phrase. It's it's listen, listen. If they do, um, if they go large in Lagos, <laughs> and they do, <laughs> if they did another rumble in the jungle, but yeah. they took it to Lake Victoria, to to Victoria Island in yeah. Lagos. Oh, man. Come on, set, set, chaos in Lagos. Chaos Come in on. Lagos. I said to someone that if, if they can just stay unbeaten, both of them for the next three fights, that's always going to be a big fight. AJ Wilder yeah. is yeah. always going to be big. Yeah. I think Elaine is a bit of a banana skin this weekend, by the way. I don't well, think that's a foregone conclusion. Well, look, he's tall, he's rangy. It'll take Wilder a few rounds to get to him, but I think by round seven, eight, nine, I see Wilder knocking him out. Mm. Yeah, no, um, no, agreed, agreed. I think Wilder will get to him. Yeah, it'd be interesting um, though because he has taken a lot of damage, hasn't he? Though Wilder in his last two fights, I think people. Yeah. I know he's had a long rest, but he's yeah. he got bust up by by Fury in those last two badly. But he did, but he was still game, and he still put mm. Fury down twice, and. You know, he, he was still brilliant in that fight and he never gave up. And I no, I'm glad to see him back. I'm, I'm very fond of the Bronze Bomber. Yeah. Um, and, um, no, it's, it's great to see him back in, 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 the, uh, in the frame and, and bouncing around. But I'll tell you what we don't know yet, and this is obviously Eddie Hearn's been very occupied. Where's the Anthony Joshua fight for November or December? Yeah, you know? yeah, no, it's good that you mentioned him. I mean, I sat with AJ... What, four or five days ago, I went to the zone sort of uh, head office in Hammersmith, and I said, look, it's going to be one of these three, isn't it? And I mentioned the three fighters. I said, Dillian White, Hergovic, or Otto Volin. And I saw his management team kind of give me a look, and I was like, oh, that's the look I needed. It's going to be one of those three. So I expect it to be Otto out of Wallen. those three, Otto Volin. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me that's too. the one. Yeah. That's yeah. the one. He, he, he needs, he, he doesn't, he needs to come back. I'm talking boxing parlance here. He needs mm. to come back and just feel his worth again. You mm. know, indeed, indeed. You know what he did feel though, and I, I remember it might have been Anderson Silva that said something about this. Like you know when you've been a long reigning champion, like Anderson Silva was in the middleweight. Division. Shackles are off. Shackles are off, and he actually yeah. seemed a bit freer. Yeah. AJ completely get it. Yeah, I thought it on the night when he was emotional on the night in Saudi. I thought it on the night. Mm. Um, shackles are off. Yeah. They are definitely off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Going back to this Fury talk very, very quickly. In terms of the opponents, I mean, me and you was doing like a process of elimination there as to why he's got to Chisora. You mentioned Frank Sanchez, which is a risk reward, and the reward's not big. The risk is very big. There, there aren't that many, is there? Martin Bacoli for me was the one who's coming off that good win against Tony Yoka. But again, I don't know if he's a big enough. And Fury understands this now. I don't know if he's a big enough name Bacoli yet. 
Well, Bacoli's nine with the WBC. Mm. He's four with the WBA and five with the IBF. No, he's not a big name yet. And he's 14 with the WBO. He is creeping up there. Yeah. Um, the the big name in recent times to rise is is Joe Joyce. He's the one, you know? isn't it? Yeah. He he is the one, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and I thought he's only in the WBO rankings at the moment at number one. I he's, I don't see him in the... No, he's not. I don't think he's fought for any of the other bodies yet. So that's probably why he's not in the WBA, IBF. Or, I thought he was I in the WBC rankings, no? He was. He was. Interesting. And, and he's gone, which is interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. No doubt which you investigate his Which means to be mandatory, arguably. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Agreed. That's Agreed. probably what's happened. Indeed. All right, look, um, that's um, that's the Fury and that's the heavyweight division um, sort of wrapped up. When we come back, we are going to talk about the big women's fight this weekend. Two of them, Clarissa Shores versus Savannah Marshall and Michaela Meyer versus Alicia Baumgartner. The greatest woman of all time, a ring a fight is a fight and i wish people would understand that so i'll just get in the ring and make sure i beat savannah marshall up and then it'd be like a rocky movie everybody that was cheering against me will be uh cheering for me after Welcome back to Final Extra. Myself, Adi Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis. Uh, Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall will finally get to reconcile their long-standing beef for one another on Saturday when they go head-to-head at London's O2 Arena. The pair have been uh, been rivals since the amateurs and have been two scheduled fights, by the way, have fallen apart since turning pro. Head of their clash, Gareth A. Davis caught up with Susanna Schofield, promoter of Unified Promotions, to discuss the growth of women's boxing and the importance of this weekend's event. A massive women's event this weekend with Alicia Baumgarten, Michaela Meyer and Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall. Delayed, of course, for five weeks because of the passing Queen Elizabeth II. But I think what's instrumental in what you're doing is the fact that you're creating a pathway for those who aren't at that top level already. And that's what's key for you, isn't it? But, but, But at the same time, looking at women's issues, looking at weight cuts in menstrual cycles, all these kind of fascinating things. Like the WBC allows three pounds, don't they, extra for a woman uh, when they're in a menstrual cycle. All these things need exploring for women and women in boxing. They, they really do, Gareth, they really do. And I think there's not been enough research put into it. And part of my remit around Unified and what I promised the girls that, that work with me is absolutely that. I think we, you know, we took some amazing data on the fight night on Friday from wearing mouth guards with um, technology in there that can see how you, you know, see how you get hit, as it were. But from That's that data... fascinating, by the way, that, that the mouth guards that look at all the punishment you get with forward punches and sideways punches... Um, it's Absolutely. really brand new. I mean, it was fascinating to see it evolve during the night in real time as well, bout by bout. Absolutely. And you're completely right. What it gives the fans as a viewer is revolutionary because up until now, we've only had fight stats and they're sort of just counting and it's not really mm-hmm. built on anything with real data. But where I think my job now is not to look at what the fans get out of it, as important as that is, but what do we do with that data? And for me, how injury affects people when they are in their menopause and when they're, or, you know, in their um, uh, cycle, and when how they feel and when they start to get older in their body, because we do these massive dehydration moments, which is bad for boxing 
boxing as a whole. It's, you know, it's bad for the athlete, certainly. But when men rehydrate, there's in there's research that shows actually the first thing that rehydrates is their brain and then their body takes it. When women rehydrate, the first thing that takes it is their breast tissue. Um, so that's incredibly dangerous because if they are getting down to weight and then getting into a ring, without being properly hydrated that brain is not in water to protect it and mm. you know if, if you if you drop a balloon filled with water it bounces if you drop a plate it's done so uh so it's that real moment where actually this research now is how do we look at what's come out of that data and how do we really start to work with people around that white paper out of this that let's let's safeguard and let's really get some insight for women's boxing Susanna Schofield there speaking with Gareth A Davis uh, they put on a really fantastic fight night the other day which was on BBC iPlayer, um, presented by Gareth Davis alongside Spencer Oliver and Hannah Rankin, former world champion. Let's move on to the big fight card this weekend, uh, put on by Sky Sports and Boxer, headlined by Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall. Um, again, it's a fight that's been delayed twice, but fingers crossed now, I'm touching all, every bit of wood around me. It goes on uh, on the weekend because I can't wait for it. I, I really can't. It's one of my fights of the year. The undercard is sensational as well. Um, I think, Glav, you, you mentioned that you think Clarissa wins it by sort of close razor split decision. I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be sort of nail-biting to the end, this one. But it's a fantastic fight. It really is. It is. And the thing is with women's boxing, when you've got a big contest, and I noticed that when we were at um, Katie Turner and Amanda Serrano, when it's a big contest and it's elite level, those two-minute rounds go so quickly. Mm. And before you know it, you're into the sixth, seventh, eighth round and, and, and the fights look close and they don't go into what we call in, in, in the men's fights, the championship rounds. And I think soon they, I think they should increase it to 12 twos, by the way. Mm. Um, I know the research, which is almost a, 10 years old, stops women boxing to, to 12 rounds. I hope they do soon. Um, it's, it's, I think Savannah's going to get hit more than she's ever been hit. Yep. Um, and I think Caressa's going to be hit harder than she's ever been hit. So um, I think it, it it will actually depend, in my view, who wants it the most towards the end and who's the most elusive early on and who gets ahead in the early rounds. Um, it's a fascinating fight. I think it'll go 10 rounds. Um, but I think, I mean, how do you see it? I think Savannah's going to be so shocked about the skill set of Clarissa. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I look at who Savannah's fought, and I know they've got a couple of sort of same opponents, but Clarissa's fought them way before Savannah has. And I just feel like Clarissa is such a... I mean, look, double Olympic gold medalist, double undisputed. I mean, they're not giving her those... I know the depth of women's boxing isn't big, but the fact is she's got those accolades. And I think she might be surprised by just how good and how fast Clarissa is. But that being said, I spoke to Tony Bennu yesterday, and he went to go and see Savannah sparring men and she's 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 hurting them she's causing them big problems so um if she hits clarissa on the whiskers then we have a fight ladies and gentlemen but i expect clarissa just to show that she she might be just a level above when it when it comes to boxing very quickly on alicia baumgardner michaela meyer how are you seeing that one play out well baumgardner i mean physically she's just extraordinary um you know, she's got the build of a 100-metre sprinter. Yes, yes, she really does have No, yes. she's got a decathlete's body, hasn't she? Yeah. I mean, she does. She's a super athlete. Mm. But the mental strength of Michaela Meyer, her pedigree as an Olympian and as an amateur boxer and what she's achieved and how she's grown, I just think it's her fight to lose stylistically. 
Um, but she's got to be very careful in this fight and not go toe-to-toe with Baumgartner, certainly not early on either. And I think she clings on for a points victory and again in another close fight yeah. on a night when we'll have a different audience, rather like the misfits you'll be with on Saturday night, rather like the misfits that I saw there when KSI and Swarms fought. <laughs> different kind of audience and, and it will be <clears throat> fascinating to see that on Saturday night at this event, because it does bring a different audience and we need to cultivate a different kind of audience for these women's fights, Eddie. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for downloading our Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're back every single Tuesday for more great content. And if you miss us, make sure you subscribe to Fight Night to catch up on all our other episodes. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.